Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is Brian. You got Chris here with me. Uh, we are doing episode 45 today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, today we're talking about things you didn't know you needed until you need them, like a silenced ringer on your cell phone when you're doing a podcast. Indeed, or the hunting horn sound every time you get a text because it's just too cool and it makes everyone giggle. <laughs> Things you didn't know you need. Um, I'm tempted to say, things you didn't know you need, like dude stuff. Um, but I don't want to rip off Pat, Mac. Yeah. Just, you know, that that blatantly. Um, guys, we, we uh, being immersed in this industry, um, you know, 15 years worth and, and seeing stuff on a day-to-day basis, you kind of get drowned um, by just a sheer amount of new stuff that's out there. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you occasionally, you just miss something really cool. It rolls by and you're like, yeah, whatever. Um, more new schmutz, more new crap, more new. Is this actually good or not? Most of the new stuff sucks. Yeah. It's gimmicky and it doesn't actually solve a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and when you start looking at things you didn't know you needed, sometimes it's some of one of those new things you kind of overlooked or blew off. Um, and, and somebody brings it back and rubs your nose in it and says, hey, I told you this was really cool. And you're like, crap, I missed that. Okay, awesome. Um, our clientele is awesome for rubbing our noses in things that we missed uh, because they're just like us. Um, and, and, it's, it's, and it is really cool to have somebody come back to you and say, you know, hey, I was telling you about this a few months ago, six months ago, a year ago. I've been using it. It's awesome. You should try it. And, and quite honestly, that's where a lot of this comes from. Um, probably a third of it. A third of this comes from guys we know who make cool stuff. Um, you know, uh, Boedeman. Uh, Andrew comes up with stuff all the time that's like, it's stuff you didn't know you need, and he walks through the door and shoves it in your face and tells you how cool it is, and that if you don't like it, you're stupid and you suck and you don't drink enough coffee. Um, that kind of thing. And, and then, you know what? He's often right. Um, and other designers who do things like that. And Central Ohio has an awesome group of those people, or Ohio has an awesome group of those people. Um, the last third honestly pops up from old stuff. Stuff that's been around forever that maybe like skipped a generation, um, something like that. It's like twins, you know, you just don't see it every generation. And it comes back around and you go, holy crap, I, I, I got to have one of those. Uh, and you run it and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. So we're going to talk about a few of those things today. Um, and at the same time, guys, I'll, I'll ask you absolutely for your input. You know, you come in the store or, you know, hit us up on social media and stuff like that and say, hey, you know, here's a, here's a thing you didn't know you needed um, that's, that's really flipping cool. Um, we're curmudgeons, so we may, we may make fun of you and poke at you and laugh at you and say you're silly. Um, or we may go, holy crap, or we'll probably go, yeah, those are pretty sweet. Um, you know, whatever, but throw it out there at us, you know, challenge us with, uh, things you didn't know you need, things you didn't know you need. Um, I'm going to start off with one of my favorites that, that, and it's not because I helped invent it, but it's the horizontal mag pouch from Boedemann. Um, the, the Uber CC, um, formerly known as the fat boy, um, the Marshall and some other things, uh, it's now known it's as It's actually the- was originally on soldiersystems.net as the Marshall Mag or the Chris Marshall Mag pouch. Yes, absolutely. Back in the day, I was famous once for about eight seconds. Didn't make it to my full fifteen. Um, it, it the the horizontal mag pouch, not just for chubby guys, works well for skinny guys too. Very comfortable, fast, easy to get to, easy to get to if you're seated. Um, it works on just about any flipping belt you'd want to put it on. 
Uh, it has good retention on the mag. As anything made by Boliedemann, uh, it's very well designed. Something as simple as a mag pouch. Um, I think Andrew's taken this thing through four or five iterations now, um, if not more than that, to you know to make it Teutonically, Germanically, Boliedemannishly perfect, perfect, perfect. I just put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, but it's it's pretty freaking tuned. It's it's a pretty mm. awesome little device. So if you're not rocking one, you should try one because it's things you didn't know you need. That's the first one for me. I've got a couple more, but if you want to go back and forth or however you want to uh, do it. Sure. I was going to say you didn't know you needed a fixed blade knife until you need you really need a fixed blade knife. Yes. Um, whether that be for a fork and knife sandwich because yep. cafeterias tend to not have good knives for eating fork and knife sandwiches or you need to cut a piece of rope cheesecake or you need to cut something off of you cheesecake um a fixed blade like a buitaman um moonen hugen yep. hone um and one of those things you can carry horizontally or vertically on your belt um with his scabbard system you can run the scabbard i think 12 different ways yeah and there's i love my folder i use my folding knife every day it's my you know call it polite polite use in the office polite knife. society knife um when you, you really need to do work um there's nothing quite like having a fixed blade yeah absolutely um and and again a nod back to bleedman again um the the hoogans and the moonin um i hope i get this right is the moon in the little one yes yeah the moonin is just an amazing piece of design work it's uh, there's so much about it that's just freaking right. Unless you have Duffy-sized paws or Jared-sized paws, um, the, the Moonin is just absolutely awesome. Um, uh, along the lines of small fixed-blade knives like that, uh, we you know some of the neck knives that we carry, some of the smaller knives that we carry as fixies, um, fit a really cool niche. You know, if the TDI knives, the KBAR TDI knives, if you're law enforcement, uh, or if you're a civilian and you want something that's really simple to use, um, great, great little device. Um, the CRKT neck knives. Um, the Foltz Minimalist is a nice worn clip blade knife that that, that punches way above its weight class. A uh, little short blade, but you can really drive on the back of it. And again, it's one of those little things that until you have it on you, you're like, you just don't realize how much you're going to use it, and then you use the living crap out of it. So, things you didn't know you need. Okay, I'm done. Um, pretty cool stuff though. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into uh, a very very specific light. Um, I, I we we were very reluctant to bring in the Surefire Stiletto flashlight because the Stiletto Pro has been on the way from Surefire. Unfortunately, the Pro has been on the way from Surefire for two and a half years now. Um, and, and it's so, a Surefire. Yeah, it's a Surefire. Um, something that was released at Shot Show. They were talking about a thousand lumen light that was rechargeable, flat, fit in your pocket, super easy. Um, but we waited on the Pro because it was supposed to be another thousand or another 400 lumens or something like that. Um, finally got a hold of a couple stilettos for customers who wanted them because they'd seen them. Uh, picked up one, played with it, um, have used it quite a bit in a few very, very, very dark situations. Um, it seems to hold a charge just about forever. It's ergonomically shaped in that it fits your hand well from an index perspective, and it fits in your pocket well from a flat perspective. It is 650 lumens of light that goes everywhere. Um, I can't think of the right name for the reflector, but max it's, vision. it's a max vision. It's the yeah opposite of the TIR. Uh, very, no, really no hotspot to speak of, super diffuse light, but it will light up a flipping cave. 
um, and I mean a big flipping cave, all by its lonesome, um, enough to do work in. It is, and it also has three different settings and stuff like that on one switch on the side of it. Um, if you know me, you know I don't like tactical lights with multiple settings. The back switch overrides the side switch, which is the multi-power switch. The back switch does just bright, and if you have it on dim and hit the back switch, it comes on bright. And when you let off of it, it turns off, and it's a momentary only switch. Um, the Surefire Stiletto, I've, I've carried a light in my pocket for, for literally years now, all the time, even when it's daylight out, even when it's summertime and daylight out. Um, the Stiletto has earned a place in my pocket and probably won't go away. Um, did I mention it holds a charge just about forever? Um, That's good because you suck at electronics. I do. I do not electronic well. Um, this, is a, this is a light that I put in a charger. I put on the charger about once a month. Um, it's also a USB to micro USB charger, so you can be charged on near anywhere, anytime, super easily. Um, can't say enough about it. It's a phenomenal device. Um, I have intentionally dropped it on concrete in the shop probably 20 or 30 times, and it doesn't seem to care. So uh, hopefully that continues to be the case. So, because it's Surefire. Yeah, Surefire. Good stuff. So there's, there's mine. Uh, I'm going to say a left-handed or a left-hand setup holster. Um, I've had a, a couple yep. friends get into to motorcycle incidents on the racetrack. Yep. Where they've gotten banged up pretty good. Um, had another friend take out a Prius and when with his truck. And when the airbag went off, his main hand kind of got stung and didn't work quite so well for a couple days. And we've had a number of our customers over the years in the shop who've had a, a shoulder injury and had corrective surgery. And yeah. were without, you know, their their strong hand, their primary, whatever you want to call it, yeah. for months. So, yeah. Yeah, and the thing with left-handed holsters is there's typically a lead time on them. So if you really need one, they are hard to come by right now. Yeah. Um, one of those things, you don't necessarily need one for every gun. But I like having one for, you know, a Glock 19. Yep. Um, the event, I need it, it. It's there, ready to go, waiting for me. Yeah, and, you know, it's also one of those things, too. Uh, oftentimes when I go to the range... I take a spare gun, um, a spare holster, and I often have that spare gun and then a spare right hand and a spare left hand holster and mag pouch that I take to the range, not for me necessarily, um, but for the schmuck tosin in your training group who forgets to bring stuff, or maybe the new person who's underprepared. Um, it's nice to have that set up so that you can just whip it out and go. Um, and then the lefty's cool if you do want to run lefty drills. Um, I don't do that as often as I should, but I, I have done that in the past, so totally agree with that one. Um, I'm going to steal one of yours because I actually did some dry fire uh, double action last night. Um, things you didn't know you need. If you're a striker fire person and you grew up in a striker fire world, um, you need a double action gun. And I don't care if it's a DASA, CCP07, uh, PO1, or if it's an old Smith Gen 3 auto pistol with a double action single action, um, or if it's just a good old fashioned spinny gun that has a double action trigger. But you need a double action handgun to, to, to practice that long trigger stroke. Um, maybe something even with crappy sights on it so you can practice a long trigger stroke with crappy sights and get used to manipulating crappy sights and long heavy trigger pulls because it makes everything else that much easier to shoot. Uh, the other thing is most of those double action guns were made to be dry fired double action and you can get a lot of strokes in uh, dry and not hurt anything and not spend any money on ammo but it will absolutely make you a better shooter when you go to the range. Um, it, it is one of those things that you, you will appreciate it very quickly after doing it, what it does for you. So, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Sorry to steal yours. No, I like that one. Yeah. 
I'm gonna throw out another one if you don't have one. Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, I, I know that this is a very controversial device, so I'll say the bad lever and devices like it. Um, if you are one of those folks who is not, you know, maybe you don't like having any kind of an adjunct to the gun within your trigger guard, um, that's fine. I get that. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with you, uh, but that's okay. It's America. Um, you're wrong, but it's America. Um, no, just kidding. Um, the, the bad lever is an awesome device uh, for the AR system guns for, for a couple different reasons. Number one, it allows you to do things like clear the weapon while maintaining master hand grip on the gun, i.e. you don't have to step into your 1980s army training where you take your primary hand off the pistol grip of the gun, um, reach up, grab the charging handle to clear some kind of malfunction or lock the gun open. Um, it allows you to hold on to the gun yank the charging handle to, re to the rear with your weak hand or your left hand and flip that little bad lever up with your right hand. You don't have to put your finger in the trigger guard to do it um, and you rock and roll. It also allows you to do things like clear really nasty malfunctions as an injured shooter with one hand out of the game or one hand partially out of the game um, because you can get to it fairly easily. Um, you can run the charging handle with a car door, the bad guy's teeth, what's left of your left hand or whatever the case may be or you can dump the gun on the ground Put your boot on the bad lever and yank the charging hand to the, to the rear with whatever hand you have and clear the gun um, and the bad lever allows you to do that and i say and other devices like that um, the geisley uh they call it a maritime bolt catch um, geisley does a similar product that that doesn't have the little doohickey going through the trigger guard the maritime bolt catch is awesome yeah and it allows you to do things like reload the gun and have a big ping pong paddle to hit when you're loading the gun um, it also allows you to do things like put your boot on the bolt catch to lock the bolt to the rear one-handed. Um, large, tactile, overbuilt device um, that, that, that we, we highly recommend having something like that on your AR. If it's a working gun, um, have it on there and understand how to use it, practice with it, train with it. Um, note that I did not say reload the gun really fast with a bad lever. I don't use the bad lever to release the bolt. It gives me a little bit bigger surface area to hit from the other side, but I don't use my trigger finger to release the bolt on the bad lever. So, and that's probably where most of the issues I think come in with inexperienced users on the bad lever. So bear that in mind. Um, but uh, things you didn't know you needed, I, I think that falls in that category. Yeah, I I'm gonna add the Radian uh, Raptor SD charging handle. Okay. Um, especially if you are running a suppressor on your AR-15. It takes all the nasty gases that normally hit you in the face and make you look like you got in a fight with a sharpie. Yep. Um, and it pushes them all down through the. It pushes them down. Um, there's slots cut through the charging handle. Gases hit those slots. It goes down into the receiver. You end up with a dirty finger, um, but your face doesn't end up with all the suppressor gases and stuff. You also notice also, more gases coming out the ejection port too. Yeah. But not in your face. So. Yeah. Um, it's ambidextrous. It. It's sized right to be able to easily manipulate, but not so big that it gets caught on everything. Yeah. Um, and just in general, uh, if you're running a mil-spec sized design um, air charging handle on your AR-15, um, get something else on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons to have a bigger charging handle. Um, I, I'll start out with why the mil-spec one, it, it might be serviceable, but there are better options. Um, all of the pressure in a mil-spec charging handle, all of the all of the force rests on a 16th inch roll pin that will eventually fail. 
Um, also, if you look at a mil-spec charging handle front to rear, it has two pieces of metal um, in the charging handle and then the actual latch itself is sandwiched between them and held in place by said roll pin. Um, the bottom ear on that charging handle uh, is, is, can be weak and if you run the gun with a master hand firing grip and you reach up and you rip the charging into the rear, um, the, I've, I've actually had this happen to me where that bottom ear of metal just failed and the charging handle ceased to work. Um, catastrophic failure? Nope. You can still make the gun work. It's no big deal. It's like running an AK. Um, but it just, it, you know, when, there are, when there's a better mousetrap out there, and there has been for a decade, um, even if you're not running a suppressor and don't need the gas bleed off, um, whether it's a Radian SD or Radian handle or whether it's a Geisley um, or, or one of the high quality charging handles, it's a better mousetrap that's less likely to fail. Um, and it makes the gun easier to run if you're running scoped optics, you're running gloves, you want to maintain mastering and grip, a, a, an upgraded charging handle. I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a must, but it's truly one of those things that you didn't know you'd need until you ran one. It just happens that I figured out that I needed one a long time ago. So, um, so that definitely falls into that category. Um, if you don't have you're one, right. I'm gonna throw, okay, I'm going to throw another one out. Um, things you didn't know you need, and, and this is something that people are exploring more and more and more. Um, we are a silencer shop kiosk affiliate, and I will tell you right now that if you don't have a suppressor, it is a thing you don't know you need until you get one. Um, it's a really cool guy thing that you want, but then when you get one, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's one of those quantum leaps in shooting enjoyment, shooting comfort, etc. in most cases. Um, so I'm going to remember this the next time you touch off rounds with your 14 yes. and a half inch gun yep. with the Gamma next Amen. to me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the, the Loudner, um, the, the Loudner from VG6, uh, that we get from Aero Precision, also known as the Gamma, um, compensator is a phenomenal comp. We'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, the, the suppressor, um, your shooting comfort, your peers shooting comfort, um, your neighbors shooting comfort, your gun clubs, neighbors shooting comfort, potentially the next county. Yeah. Comfort. A, a new shooters shooting comfort. Um, getting, putting some type of a, a, a silencer or sound suppression device on a rifle especially, but on any gun, but a rifle especially is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, you know, yeah, if you shoot at an indoor range, you don't maybe necessarily have access to a gun club or private property, then having a suppressor is cool. It'll get you, you know, some good combos on the range. Um, unfortunately, usually a range is a sausage fest, so it's not going to bring the chicks in. Um, but it's really nice to have one on there from a defensive perspective if you ever needed the gun you have a suppressor on it um, i don't care about the legal aspects of using a suppressor for self-defense i'll worry about that later um, but it would be nice to still have my hearing um, after having to defend my hearth and home against ne'er-do-wells especially multiples of them with a rifle so yeah suppressors are flipping awesome um, uh, if you're the guy out there saying, well, I don't want to wait a year, well, suck it. Um, get in line, wait your year, and get your toy. You'll be glad you did. It'll be Christmas 12 months from when after you buy it. Um, or in some cases, shorter than that, as we're seeing right now. So um, for other calibers, it's fun for 22s. It's handy for 22s. It's really nice on pistol caliber carbines to make them even quieter. Um, on handguns, I'm not so crazy about it, but it's still fun. So either way. Yeah. Cool. Um uh, for those of you guys running shorty AR pistols or SBRs without cans, some kind of a blast jacket, it's like the Surefire Warden, uh -huh. um, the Noveski Pig Brake, some kind of linear compensator that takes all that concussion and pushes it forward uh, <laughs> will make your friends much happier with you. 
make yourself much happier, especially if you're doing stuff around barricades like blue barrels and <laughs> walls and things. Yes, yes. Sorry. So, yeah. No, that's that's absolutely true. Um, like I said, the 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 Aero Precision VG6 Gamma Comp is an awesome comp, but it, your friends will not like you if they're anywhere nearby when you shoot it. So, yeah, something like yeah. that's really cool. Um, they do a cage device as well that goes on that that helps to diffuse that. I don't know that it eliminates it, but it makes it a whole lot better. So yeah, yeah. with the like a Surefire Warden or some of those kind of blast jacket type setups, it honestly makes an 11 and a half for a 10 and a half inch gun sound and behave. Uh, more like a 16-inch rifle, yeah. Um, especially when you're doing barricade work. Yep. Um, I'm going to throw out um, things you didn't know you need. The next step up in quality of optic. Um, I was one of those guys for a long time that wanted to run. You know, I, I've I've always run higher-end optics. I got really good advice uh, from from some peers um, and some betters, quite honestly about buying optics so back in the day one of the very first dot optics i bought was an aimpoint t1 and it was actually two of them at the same time um i you know i bought a trigicon acog fairly early on uh because i got good advice um and and i will tell you that that things you didn't know you need when you get into optics and i'll, and I'll say especially non-magnified optics from a durability perspective and then magnified optics from both a durability perspective and a ability to see through them technical advancements in glass quality um, in light transference quality and in reticle quality um, it, it really does pay and it's something you didn't know you need until you spent the money on it um, I, I've, I, I we sell the Rudolph optics here in the one to eight front focal plane and it's a really good budget optic but I keep putting it next to your one to eight Trigicon and every time I do I want the one to eight Trigicon um, and the Rudolph's perfectly serviceable for what I want it for, but it's still not the one to eight Trigicon with a 34 millimeter tube. Yeah, um, one to eight Acupower is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, the glass is the glass is super. Um, and I'm gonna get I'll probably get stoned for saying this, but I, I just I've looked through a couple of Night Forces that are in the same class as that one to eight, and I just don't see where you're getting another thousand dollars or another six hundred dollars worth of scope in the Night Force. Um, maybe that's because I don't know what I don't know. Um, but that next step up in quality is a really, really, really big deal. And it's something you didn't know you needed until you picked it up. Um, I didn't have any issues with the Rudolph, ran the crap out of it, really liked it. Um, but there's a reality perspective um, to, to what's going on with going to the next step up in scope. So again, under the heading of things you didn't know you need. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big one. I'm going to throw out a, a, another one too under sanitation, things you didn't know you need, D-wipes. Put D-wipes in your range bag. Buy some D-wipes. Uh, we've got a couple guys we shoot with on a regular basis who spend a lot of time doing indoor range training and stuff like that and uh, ran into lead issues. Um, and, and lead makes you dumb. Um, so don't get too much lead in you. And you do that by, by running sanitation properly which either means you know washing your hands in the restroom at an indoor range, um, if an outdoor range has the facilities, or having D-wipes in your range bag um, so that you can keep the lead out of your skin and out of your body because it is a overtime exposure issue. Yeah, I'm honestly, even on it with an indoor range and a sink, unless they've got the right kind of soap, exactly. I'm still going to run a D, uh, the D-lead wipes. Yep, yep, yep. Um... 
Oh my gosh, I know we could probably go on with this particular podcast forever and ever and ever, but I, I mean, those Thank are some you. things we've that really, good stuff. Yeah, those things really cover some high points that we've tripped over. There will probably be a V2 of this podcast coming up at some point, um, and we'd like that to be with your input. We'd like to hear from you guys about, hey, you forgot this, or hey, you didn't mention this, um, and, and let's fire that up and see if you can hit us on social media. And, and let us know what's up there. Or, yeah, uh, find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Cap City Outfitters. Um, you can drop us an email, info at capcityoutfitters.com. It's probably the best way to get a sure. hold of us. And stop in and see us. Um, we're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.